Shabbat Shalom. We're going to have a little disclaimer here. There are a few words in Hebrew that I am probably going to butcher at least once. So I'm going to ask you to forgive me for that. All right, this week's Torah portion is a double. It is Vayachel, which means, and he assembled, and Pechude, which means accounts. It covers Exodus 35 through 40, 38. Last week, Jerry explained how Moses had to cut out new tablets to replace the ones that he had smashed, and that the Lord would write on them, and Moses was given the Torah. In chapter 35, Moses assembled the whole Jewish nation and said to them, These are the things the Lord has commanded you to do. For six days work is to be done, but the seventh day is a holy day, a day of rest, and there shall be no work. If anyone does work, he should be put to death. Ouch. Do not light a fire in any of your dwellings. This explains in part why many Jewish people light a fire or a candle prior to the observance of the Sabbath. We read earlier in Exodus 25 and 26, God's instructions on the building of the tabernacle. And God repeats these instructions in these chapters. Moses invited the people to bring their free will offering for the construction of the tabernacle. This was not a required offering, but completely voluntary. And the people brought in abundance. Remember, just a short time earlier, the people had sinned greatly by making the golden calf from their offerings. This time, the people gave cloth, animal skins, gold, wood, God's free will offerings in such abundance that the craftsmen told Moses that the people had given enough to quit giving. Moses commanded the people to cease because they had given enough. And here's a beautiful picture of a people forgiven by God in giving generously out of the gratitudes of their heart. This is a reminder that we are invited to give. We have a choice to be open-handed and generous or to be stingy and selfish. Do we give just enough to keep up appearances or are we giving freely and joyfully? The proportion of our giving is a true indicator of the value we place on the things of God. Not only did the people bring their possessions to the tabernacle, but they gave their time. Adonai gave them talents that they could use, and he chose Batsalil, I hope that's right, whose name means in the shadow of the Lord, the grandson of Ur from the tribe of Judah, and filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill, ability, and knowledge to design and produce all the tools and the ornamentation for the tabernacle. The three-in-one God told Betzalel what he wanted the tabernacle to be constructed out of. Betzalel was to start with acacia wood, and I can tell you as a woodworker that acacia wood is very hard. It's very dense, and it's very strong. And I can see why the Lord would choose acacia. God also directed Betzalel to use gold and bronze and and we know how fond our rabbi is of gold. The woman, using their skills, God gave them made fabric with wool and goat's hair. They spun cloth in purple, blue, and scarlet to make the drapes, which were quite thick, with many layers. God also chose Ahavliav to be Betzalel's assistant. 
Note that God gave them these gifts and abilities as he gives them also to us to use for his glory. God was very specific in the details of the curtains and the roof of the Mishkan or the tabernacle, which was to be made of goat's hair on the frames of acacia wood. And in the details of the Iran HaKodesh, the Holy Ark. If you ever stop by the office here at Shemam, you'll see that we have our own ark that it contains our Torah scroll, and it is also made out of acacia. God provided directions for constructing the mercy seat, the table, the menorah, the altar of incense, the altar of sacrifice, and the outer court, as well as the garments and how they were to be ornamented. I realize this is a quick overview, but when you read these chapters, God is exact and specific in his measurements, very specific, because this is where he would dwell with us. This tells us that it was extremely important to God that all the people adhere precisely to his instructions. The Israelis, God's chosen, chosen people, did exactly this time as God had instructed them. We see from last week how the people repented for making the golden calf and now are giving freely of their time, talents, and treasures. Their hearts were in serving Adonai for his glory. Brothers and sisters, do you serve our king for his glory or for our own glory? Do you give credit for the work he does in you or do you take the credit for yourselves here and now? Oftentimes we have sinned and have seen the error of our ways and We have to then humble ourselves and repent. And Elohim uses us for his great works. Praise El Elyon, the God Most High, for his mercy and forgiveness. This parash uh, reminds me of the parable of the lost sheep that Yeshua taught. The shepherd had lost one of his sheep, so he left the 99 to find the one. When he brought back the one, he told his friends and neighbors, Rejoice for me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. In the same way, I tell you that there will be more joy in heaven over the one sinner who repents than over the 99 who need no repentance. We can see in the people's repentance from the golden calf what it means to be given a second chance, a fresh start, and their joy in carrying God's instruction that was celebrated in heaven. When we make mistakes, the Lord brings us back to him, back into his fold, and he uses it in mighty ways. In the Brit Hakadasha. In 2 Corinthians, we are reminded of the cheerful giver. Yeshua tells us that if we give much, we will receive much, and that if we should have joy in our heart when we give to help others, that this brings glory to Adonai. When the Lord blesses you, how do you thank the Lord? Do you thank him graciously or grudgingly? Or does greed take over and you keep it for yourself? Always remember, you either bring glory to the Lord or you bring glory to Satan. Whose team are you on? What can we glean most from this parashah is repentance, coming back to the Father and then giving. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. Adonai is able to make all grace abound to us, and he tells us that we may abound in every good work as He is, as it is written. He has distributed freely, given to the poor, and his righteousness endures forever. The gift we are given is so great, yet oftentimes we find it difficult and awkward to share Yeshua's gift of salvation with our neighbors. 
But if you found the cure for cancer, would you not tell everybody what it was? God has given us the cure for everything in Yeshua. We must proclaim who God is to do his will and give freely as brothers and sisters did in the construction of the tabernacle so that the world may know who he is. Brothers and sisters, what will you do with what God has commanded you to do? Amen.